In 2010, a young girl got ready for her school dance. She took some selfies of her putting her makeup on, of her new dress, and she posted it on Facebook. She's smiling in the pictures. She looks happy. She looks just like millions of other girls across the world getting ready for a night out. She was 16 at the time. But on May 14th, 2013, someone took Andrea's picture and edited it with Photoshop to make it look like she was taking a topless selfie. Her dress was strapless and it wouldn't have been difficult to do. The online tormentor didn't stop there. They created a fake Facebook account using Andrea's name, adding her friends and family. Eventually, Facebook took down the account. But years later, the picture would show up again on different sites, maybe being used by someone else. Andrea still doesn't know. And unfortunately, Andrea is part of a trend. One in five children and young people reported that they'd been cyberbullied, according to a recent survey of 5,000 children and young people carried out across 11 countries, including the UK. One fifth of respondents said that it caused them to feel suicidal, and the majority felt that it was worse than being bullied face to face. According to data from the UK organisation Bullying UK, cyberbullying is continuing to escalate, with an estimated 42% of young people saying that they have felt unsafe online. Girls and young women are now spending more and more time than ever using mobile phones and tablets for social interaction, using text messages or social media platforms. And children as young as eight are now connecting with one another using video sharing software. You can read a more detailed report of this on the IWI website, a report written by Helena Anon. Darren, how have you been? Chris, I, I don't know. Are you aware of what's been happening with Taylor? MySpace, Facebook, texting, and she had showed me some of the stuff that she had written. I had no idea. You know, if you think about that anonymity component, you know, people will say and do things anonymously that they would never say and do to somebody's face. So that really opens up the potential pool of cyberbullies. This month, Audio Raw is about cyberspace. We ask, is the online world safe? And are young women disproportionately targeted? Finally, we ask, what can we do to change the landscape? Make it less easy for what happened to Andrea to happen again. I'm your host, Bobby Damon, and this is Audio Raw, a monthly podcast brought to you by the International Women's Initiative. This episode was produced by Medea Ahmed and myself. Coming up. So this person, used this photo and tweeted to all the companies that I applied to, which was literally mortifying. What I did, I couldn't stand it anymore. This was ongoing for two years. I decided to write about it. What I did best, writing. I caught up with Andrea, who now works as a social media guru in PR and communications. Hi everyone, my name is Andrea Ng and I am from Richmond, British Columbia in Canada. And I just want to thank you, Poppy, for having me on your podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on Audio Raw. Now, to start us off, why don't you tell us your story in your own words? So my cyberbullying story, it started 
May 2013 when I took a photo and I put it up online of me getting ready for my high school dance. And I was wearing a tube top. So somebody decided to take that photo and Photoshop it and put on a fake or put on a pair of breasts and thought it was funny. They proceeded to create a Facebook account and started adding my friends, my family, um, and at that point, I didn't know what to do. I was, like, devastated. And so I reported it on Facebook, I reported it to the police, and nothing really happened until for the past two years after that, it just kept continuing where I would just see this photo pop up. And the most devastating year was when I was about to apply. I have applied, actually, when I applied for internships. So I was about to finish my last year of PR in my PR program, and I was applying for internships. So prior to applying to internships, what we usually do is on Twitter, we follow all the accounts of the people that you want to apply to for, say, like PR companies or um, different companies that you want to do PR for for your internship. So I would apply to those. And on my Twitter feed, since it's public, you can see who I followed. So this person used this photo and tweeted to all the companies that I applied to, which was literally mortifying. Um, and what I did, I couldn't stand it anymore. This was ongoing for two years. I decided to write about it. What I did best, writing. So I wrote a blog, no matter if nobody read it or everyone read it. I needed it to get out of my get out of my head, get off my chest, and for people to stop seeing this photo as if it was real. And for when employers Google me or look me up, that this photo would not be haunting me for the rest of my life. How did you get over the experience? How I got over this experience was, <clears throat> obviously I did not get over this right away. This was a two-year ongoing thing where it made me feel ashamed. It made me feel ashamed of myself, even though it wasn't real, which was kind of ridiculous. So how I got over it in the end was, as I said, I did what I did best. I wrote. I wrote it all out. And I was like, this is all I have to say. This is what happened to me. And I just want to let you people know that this is not real. This is not who I am. This not does not define me. And this is my story. What advice would you give to someone who might be going through something similar? The advice that I would give is stay strong. You have to know that this situation does not defy you. It doesn't, it's not a label on you. That you can change things around. You have a voice. And you need to use that voice. Many times we hold back our voice because we think that, one, our voice is not powerful enough. Two, that our voice doesn't matter. But no, your voice matters and 
you have to stay strong through the entire process and tell someone. It's always best when you tell someone because then there's two of you that are in your shoes that can help you. You can't take on these situations yourself. I definitely could not. I tried and I knew I couldn't. So the people that I had behind me were my family, my friends. Tell us what tell us about what social media means for you. What is its true potential? Social media for me over the years at first I was like, okay, yeah, let's just post photos, whatnot. And then this situation happened to me, and I was like, I hate social media. And then now, I've taken social media, and I've harnessed it, and I love it. It's a way to connect with people. It's a way to connect with people across the world, which is major. Because when I'm going somewhere, for instance, in July, I'm going to drive from Las Vegas to San Diego to Mexico, I looked up the hashtag, hashtag Mexico or hashtag San Diego, and I would see people, um, either locals or people that have traveled all on Instagram, their photos. And one person I saw, she was also doing a road trip. So I contacted her. I direct messaged her through Instagram. And then next thing you know it, she added me on Facebook and Obviously, I set my privacy settings so this person wouldn't see my entire life, but just could contact me through message. And she told me about her whole trip. Yeah, she told me about her whole trip and where the best places to go, what to eat, where she stayed, what she saw, and she attached photos, which was crazy. And this is all through social media. So it really depends on how you use social media in a positive way or a negative way. And so far, I am loving social media. What it means for me is connection, connecting with people and really harnessing the power of social media and using it wisely and properly. I mean, if you do not set any privacy settings, then that's on you. But just be wise with how you use social media because it can be a great tool and an awesome thing. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this month. If you need any support or links to further information, I will include those if you are experiencing cyberbullying or someone you know, make sure you reach out. If after all that you still want to get online, do join us on social media where we can carry on the conversation, share your stories. A huge thank you to Andrea. If you want to read her story in full, I'll include a link to that too. And please do join us next month. I'm Poppy Damon, and this is Audio Raw.